0: Welcome back to the two-man wall podcast. I am here with my co-host, Ethan. How's it going? And today we have our second of the State of the Club mini podcast series. Uh, Today we have Manchester United. We started off with City. Not too much to say there, to be honest. It was a rather short podcast. There was uh, you know, I did, we did want to keep on praise, kind of to get, tried to get analytical with it, but in the end, there's really not too much to analyze with Manchester City. They, they're a great team who had a great season. Yeah. Um, they won the Champions League, which was their goal in the beginning, and really there's not too much more to say, especially when it comes to their window, because it was, it's a, you know, their squad is damn near perfect, so any additions would really just be gravy. Yeah. But when it comes to United, there's certainly a lot more to analyze and dissect, because with a new manager and a squad that has some overperformances and plenty of underperformances. performances it, The where do we go from here is a, is a little bit more um, juicy, should I say, for Manchester yeah. United. But we'll start off with what kind of season they had this year. In the Premier League, they finished third. In the Europa League, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals by the eventual champions, Sevilla. In the FA Cup, they were the runners-up, losing to the champions, Manchester City. And in the Carabao Cup, they won over Newcastle. So they got their trophy, which is more than um, every team in the Premier League besides City could say, because he won all of them. Um, But for a... Except for West Ham. except Oh, yes. (laughs) The Conference League. Um, That's one trophy that City can't win. Yeah. (laughs) Manchester United came into this season with, and when we do our grades, we said it in the last podcast, it's... You know where were they before? Where are they now? Yeah, grades. You know, so when you look at where they were before the season, and it's very easy to forget where yeah. they were before the season because how how even into the season mm. because of how good they were um after the World Cup and beyond. This team did not make the Champions League last year, so they were six. Six. They came six in the Premier League in the Premier League last year. Um, the entire front office was in shambles because Ragnik just tore shit up and then left. Um, none of their players really believed in Ragnik and now he's out. And then they bring in a guy named Eric Ten Hag. It's not like they brought in Pochettino. They brought in Allegri. They brought in, you know, Pellegrini. They brought in a coach who made his name in a not top five league. So it was a big leap of faith. But... They brought in a known disciplinarian and he was brought in to kind of write the ship culture wise mm-hmm. and then they come and finish third in the Premier league and that is one hell of an achievement i think even though that they had so much talent and let's not forget ronaldo was on this team yeah who was like just the biggest like addition by subtraction ever when he mm-hmm. left because Although he still has goals in him, it was more of just a headache on the training ground. Like, didn't he, was he, this season he walked out, yeah? He walked yeah. down the tunnel? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was this season. Like, it's
1: your, your player,
0: <laughs> your most well-known leader in the locker room, mm-hmm. it, like, you have two quote-unquote captains, and he, that's your leader. Yeah. Walked out of the ground when you did get something in, like, the 86th minute or something. He had to deal with that. And they lost to Brentford for nothing in a convincing <laughs> game, and that in the beginning of the season, and that was like, I was very convinced that Ten Hag was going to be out in like three weeks after <sighs> that happened, and then he comes back, rebounds, he gets Cass- the Now let's shift to like the club itself. They yeah. get Casemiro in, which completely changes the trajectory of the season. Bruno Fernandez comes up with the the most key passes in the league. One of the most one of the more underrated seasons mm-hmm. uh, of any player. Yeah um Marcus Rashford turns into prime whoever the fuck you want to call him Mm -hmm. for for a couple months and all of a sudden this team is in the top four and we said before that maybe I said it before I don't know if you agreed with me but I think that uh their top how easily quote-unquote they made top four was more of a underperforming top six with Liverpool and Chelsea versus and spurs um who were like very heavy odds on favorites to, to make champions league um versus their good play because chelsea tanked liverpool mm. tanked early and couldn't recover yeah and spurs were just consistently very below average yeah so like those are three teams that really never had a shot at champions league from december on and now you're playing against Newcastle <laughs> or yeah. like, you know, Eddie Howe, Miguel Amaron, Newcastle for yeah. a lot of the season. Like, um, so I think it. Uh, although May and I deserve all the credit in the world because this was a, you know, turbulent club and he and Ten Hag turned that around. I think that it kind of and I said it before was a byproduct of both a little bit, mm-hmm. but can't take away from the accomplishment they had this season.
1: No, no, definitely not. and. Like you said, yes, there was an underperformance yeah. from a lot of the other big six, but United really took the race by, you know, the yeah. scruff of the neck and, you know, player, certain players turned up. Rashford and Casemiro were really the backbone of the team. And then I think, like you mentioned, I think Bruno Fernandes went a bit more under the radar this uh-huh. season just because... um. There wasn't as many goals and assists it was more about key passes it was more about um his defensive contribution he's still a great presser you know he's a good tackler he's yeah. an aggressive player i don't think bruno gets a lot of credit for <laughs> yeah, that side yeah. of his game but because there wasn't as many goals for united this season i yeah. mean i mentioned in uh, a previous podcast that Besides Rashford, I mean, if you look down the scoring list, it goes Bruno at eight, and then you got guys like Sancho and Martial at five. And then their striker
0: Valve didn't even show up in the goals column. Yeah, they
1: really didn't have, you know, a goal scoring nine all season. And, you know, the winger play from Sancho and Antony, very underwhelming. So to get to where they were and to have this season where they end their trophy drought, which is huge Mm -hmm. um, for them. For a club the size of United yeah, to end sure. that, you know, even if it's just a Carabao Cup, you know, trophy's a trophy, uh-huh. and the confidence builder, yeah, it's confidence yeah. builder exactly. And to finish top four and have some just really big uh, performances, like they got knocked out early in the uh, Europa League, but you know that tie against Barcelona again, sure, just yeah. a really big confidence Lewandowski, boost.
0: Lewandowski, Jong, like yeah, this I mean, salt, yeah, they, they, it's
1: Barcelona won the league.
0: They they conceded like eight goals in the, in the La
1: yeah. Liga, uh, like yeah, so a really both on paper and in the dressing room because again like you mentioned the culture too that Ten Hag is created and cultivated um is a really really big stepping stone Mm -hmm. for united as a whole
0: yeah and i think that pretty much sums it up perfectly um you ask any united fan would you take third in a trophy and they'd say how the fuck do we get third in a trophy yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like this is a very, 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 very successful season for United. And in terms of season grades, what do you got? Um I have an A. Okay. I have an
1: A. Um, definitely not A plus. It was probably between A and yeah. A minus. Um but they really they they really did overachieve. Absolutely. Yeah. They they absolutely overachieved because going into the season there wasn't that many people who who had United in top four just because the competition looked to be so stiff. Um, most people had Tottenham in there, a lot of people at Arsenal and pretty much everyone at City and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely overachieved um and they're gonna continue to build on that. And yeah, this is a co- this is a squad with a lot of quality, but there are still holes in there. They still need to yeah. fill the defensive mid role. Stryker. definitely striker. Yeah. I mean, that's the big one. Um goalkeeper now with them being yeah. iffy on um Gea, yeah. Uh, so yeah there's a lot of spots to be filled and this wasn't a perfect squad but yeah. they really had a great great season
0: um and i think deserving of an a yeah i'm gonna go with an a minus uh like you said it's between the two uh i i think third was their ceiling in the premier league which got them up into the a range because that's obviously champions league that's i think if they getting champions league this year the lowest they could have gotten is maybe a b plus just because that is with what spurs were looking like preseason and with how good arsenal was looking preseason and obviously liverpool nobody expected to finish outside the top four there really wasn't space for them in the top four so to crack that top four is a successful season no matter what, and a B plus yeah. would have been a su- successful season, um, A minus because they got over the line with that trophy. I think, um, in the Europa League, like if they finish quarterfinals of the Champions League, I would probably give them uh, A. Yeah, but in the Europa League, I mean, I'm gonna, you know, hurt Arsenal's rating because of what they did in Europa League. That that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that is embarrassing, and that's a that's a small issue for Arsenal is that they they kind of crumble when they yeah. need, when they least can least afford it um but yeah it qualifies in the Europa League even to a team like Sevilla which doesn't don't lose in the Europa League uh all jokes aside that's a team they should be putting away um so that's why it drops to an a-minus but a-minus is still a very 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 successful season and I, I'll take an a-minus every season for all eternity for Arsenal so where do they go from here Obviously, there's that one position. I mean, they have needs in a lot of places, but mm-hmm. the one that really stands out is Stryker. Yep. Because Val Vecor just... You're never going to get anywhere without Val yeah. course. With all due respect, anywhere you want to be, especially as Manchester United. So, I can't for the life of me figure out why they're not
1: chasing Harry Kane. No. It's, <sighs> it's mind-boggling. Unless, and of course I haven't heard, unless Spurs have said to them we will not sell you Harry Kane. I don't know why they're not doing everything they can. Yes, he turns 30 soon, but Kane is not a player reliant on his speed. speed. Yeah, No, and he's just such high, high quality. Like, he has at least four good years Uh left in him. And even on down year, his worst year is, like, 17 goals. Yeah. That's, like, his worst year. When he was injured for half a year, he got 17 goals. (laughs) He's guaranteed adding you... Fifteen goals, yeah. To at least fifteen goals to absolutely your squad. Not you know scores fifteen goals in a season. Obviously, you can't just say, "Oh, Kane scores thirty goals in a season." He added thirty goals. Obviously, there'd be a striker in there who wouldn't add goals. But Kane himself is adding fifteen goals to your season. Yeah, sprinkle in fifteen goals into United season and tell me where they finish now. Penalty charge. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have no idea why you don't go for Kane. He. Absolute proven guaranteed quality. You have the money to spend for yeah. him. Even if, yes, Aussie could last longer, maybe yeah. a bit more of an investment, but you're Man United. Yeah. Probably getting taken over by the Qataris yeah. anyway. Like, this is, this really doesn't make sense. It doesn't, unless uh, I'm not seeing something.
0: Yeah, for an English striker that would do anything to stay in the Premier League mm-hmm. and chases the goals record, um, even at 30. What you get four more good years out of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Lewandowski's still doing it at 33, 34. Yeah, um, you get four more good years out of him. That'd be that'd be how long it takes to go find a good young striker. Yeah, you, you, but you get I don't know, Jonathan David in, he might not work out. You get somebody else in, he might not work out. Like, it you might be floundering for another four years trying to find another striker I, at 75 million, 80 million, probably a little more because he's in the Premier League, but like 85 million for four years of Harry Kane. That it makes you title challengers you yeah. this team if the only signing they make is harry kane they're title challengers absolutely year. absolutely With another year of Lissandro, another year of casemiro who's not getting any younger obviously mm-hmm. but um anthony aging uh for the better mm-hmm. not for the worse, yeah. obviously developing. Uh, developing rash kane rashford anthony fernandez that's like as good as Arsenal's front four yeah, on paper if, mm-hmm. like, maybe if not better look at like I don't know Martinelli Rashford like
1: and by the way it's not just about like the fact that Kane is such a good goal scorer he fits in too yeah. think about the link-up he has with Song with yeah. you know Kane dropping deep and Song running in behind yeah. what do you think Rashford has been doing all season <laughs> 10 Hawks tried to get Wakehorse to play <laughs> like a false nine slash you know drop yeah. deep and have you know Rashford play yeah. like a nine or in behind He's trying to do it with Wakehorse yeah Imagine having, doing that with, like, Kane. Like the this is, in the yeah, world. this yeah. is what Kane's been doing with Son for years, and Rashford does the exact same yeah. thing. So, I mean, he fits in perfectly. I mean, there's a few teams where he wouldn't, you know, make a fantastic impact yeah. on, but he genuinely does fit exactly yeah. what Ten Hag wants. Uh, so,
0: uh, they, can, they can test for the Champions League. They can test for the Premier League. They can test for every single trophy mm-hmm. with Harry Kane there. Um... It it unless they, like you said, basically gotta stop calling me yeah. from uh, a <laughs> from straight to voice yeah hat. <laughs> <laughs> um or they know they they really think he's that old and I think age is and this is just a personal philosophy I think age is slightly overrated in football I mean yeah. you think about it obviously but like. Players develop in such different ways. Players are better. Some players are better at 22 than they are at 25. Yeah. I think Like, yeah. some players just don't develop. And you can't just bank on every single player developing. It pays... Like, you get what you pay for. Like, when you buy players in their prime... Like, for some reason, players in their prime are cheaper. Because, oh, you're not... In four years, they're not going to be as yeah. good. Jesus Prime! Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. What like... It... it when you, th- it kind of makes sense like getting a 21 year old like potential superstar sure he's gonna be at your club but like with how easy it is to move around players nowadays yeah. like are you really gonna have a player at your club mm-hmm. for eight or nine years like that is rare you're buying a 21 year old who's gonna hit his prime in 27 28 you're now six years at your organization yeah i think you're banking on a lot there and I, I this really isn't a isn't a manchester united podcast topic but yeah. like it it just go. It just goes to show, like you should be pursuing those prime players. Yeah. And Haynes' prime, although he might be coming out of it, is much longer mm-hmm. than some other players. It's so. Still his prime, just yeah. 30 goals yeah, with exactly. an eighth place he's, team. He's, that is a prime season.
1: Like, so Way's about to turn 30. He's still in his prime yeah. and he doesn't look like slowing down right now. I,
0: if I'm a if I'm a United fan, it came out tomorrow. 90 million. I. 90 million dollars they probably That'd have be- to pay
1: more yeah. but i yeah. don't care
0: yeah i i mean that's your guy mm-hmm. and he's english like english tax rival tax whatever you want to throw on there it's probably worth it like mm-hmm. there's a reason they have those things yeah and he's scored 30 goals in the premier league last season uh there's really no other surefire solution uh, all is great but you know there's no guarantee either. yeah don't um happen. defensive mid uh maybe a long-term solution i think they Mm -hmm. get a couple more good years out of casemiro Mm
1: -hmm. if
0: they want to do that six eight ten thing Mm -hmm. with erickson yeah he's not getting any younger either fernandez Mm -hmm. is their camp for you know the foreseeable future Mm -hmm. um casemiro is obviously the temporary very very solid solution yeah this
1: is this is a position where you go younger yeah where you develop the player i
0: mean casemiro Uh is probably one of the best mentors in the world besides busquets maybe at at that sixth position yeah
1: Striker obviously they need quality yeah, now, yeah. But this
0: they have a bit more flexibility exactly. with. Um, you, like you said, goalkeeper. I think who oh, are they looking at? Onana. Onana, that's right. Onana. That'd be great, great him. signing. Yeah, yeah, great that's signing. A, yeah, he had a fantastic yeah. champion. Not career. just
1: shot stopping, but to be able to have more of a latitude with playing out of the back, mm-hmm. which was such a flaw for yeah, <laughs> I'm big mistakes out of him this season um, with his feet. Yeah. Um, and then center back depth too. I mean, Varon and Losandro Martinez is a great pairing. But both of them got injured towards the back end of the season and they they struggled. Uh, yeah. I mean they put in Luke Shaw at center back, which kinda worked, but like they really need the actual yeah. center back depth.
0: So I mean Luke Shaw's I think they could upgrade at left back, to be honest. Could upgrade um, a bit,
1: yeah. Or they could move Dallow left back if need be. Yeah. He's a bit uh versatile. Uh, but yeah. general wing back depth.
0: Yeah. Um uh, yeah, center back. I mean your third option is Lindelof or something like that. Like, I don't know. McGuire. What do you even do with Harry McGuire? Like, uh, I, that I something think. They are trying to something. Of, I like um, just signed Pau Torres. So I don't yeah, I think that's great, cool signing. great signing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But yeah, the, a lot of question marks of the club. I mean, you're looking at Jaden Sancho, who was just quote unquote put up for like 45 million. Yeah. Um, Anthony had a, you know, Rough season, uh, you know, up and down season. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. I think that's a good way to put it, underwhelming. But again, bad, he's but he's young. Gotta live up to the first tag. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Um if they if he's their first name on the team sheet, right wing for next season. I mean, that's the only way you get better really is to play. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. Bukayasaka played, you know, left back mm. and but at least he was playing, you yeah know, and he developed. Mm. So playing time, I think that's one of the things that you need to kind of like factor in when you talk when you talk about signing younger players because it's one thing to sign a young player it's another thing to just like not have them see the field besides against oxford united in the EFL cup yeah. like because i believe in anthony because he's going to get that playing time if he had to sit behind somebody mm-hmm. more serious i think that he might see his way to mm-hmm. syria or something like that at later's career but however sancho was the one i would be worried about
1: and while we're on the topic of developing united wingers i think we have to talk about garnacho who obviously has to sit behind sancho and antony these big money signings but you know garnacho is thoroughly impressed yeah i consistently say that there's no better winger in the prem than post 80th garnacho not wrong yeah he he's a really talented player and i think if they had spent 50 mil on him he'd be the be the one starting <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh <laughs> there's a little sunk cost fallacy in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with uh anthony um but yeah granacho wouldn't be surprised if we got a little calum Hudson in situation where he just couldn't break into the team and then found his uh you know eventually didn't find his way somewhere else but Kalmytsonadoy was, you know, looking at Bayern for a little bit way back when. Um, he's actually coming back to Chelsea on loan, believe it or not. I fucking I didn't even know where he was, but um, the labor cousin, labor cousin. There you go. Um, winger factory over there. Uh, but yeah, Gornacho certainly a promising player. Nice super sub to have. Oh,
1: you know who he didn't talk about? The uh, Mount, who they just agree the, the yes. with. So you think he could
0: play off the right because he's certainly not gonna start Ugh. over Bruno. I mean less maybe they What was him. what was his like prime Frank Lampard position? It was the the 8 or the 10 or the wing. I think I he's played on,
1: off the right before. Yeah. I mean, they could they would not move cuz I know Bruno's played off the left before, but they would not
0: move Radford no. to the right because they wouldn't move Bruno from the center. I'm yeah. not going to have Mason Mount come in and displace yeah. Bruno right now like basically your captain, like for all intents and purposes your captain. Mm-hmm. So, I think strikers locked in. Cam's locked in locked in. Whoever they bring in, obviously, yeah. Um, actually, I mean Marcus Rashford. Worst case scenario, they would put Marcus Rashford at the nine and slide Garnacho over to the left. I wouldn't even know, but yeah, that's an interesting point. Maybe, maybe they didn't want to go for Kane because they think they have a nine in in Rashford. Mm-hmm. Although clearly, that is not his position, and yeah. he is much, much more effective off mm-hmm. the left. And that would be, a, in my opinion, a huge mistake to yeah. to forego uh signing a striker to, to move rashford up there. And a little under ambitious if you're asking me personally, um, for a United team. But yeah, I mean, clear cut. If I'm a United fan and they only make one signing this summer, it better be a striker. Seriously. It like fuck Onana, fuck whoever they want to sign as like maybe defensive center mid help. You gotta get yourself a striker i very is out anyway um you can't be fucking around with rashford anthony yeah at striker you just can't uh martial fucking you can't have him a striker if you want to improve on last season and you got to look at united as a as a history team like this isn't tottenham hotspur this isn't a team that's going to say you know we like the squad we have this is a team that pursues champions leagues pursues titles and you would expect them to do the same especially under a manager that deserves backing yeah that's what i'll say but with that i believe that's all there is to say for united this season clear-cut striker and their title at least a good striker yeah. all- awesome makes them title contenders don't know can can't, there's yeah. no
1: guarantees awesome with kane it's a guarantee yeah. in my opinion but
0: with that, um, we went through City. We went through United. Um, I think it's going to be Liverpool next. Yeah. Um, certainly, maybe even more to talk about Liverpool. Yeah. Because that is, even on the Relax managerial front, we could even get into something. there.
1: Managerial front, tactical front. Uh, <laughs> there's so many potential changes there. Yeah. So, But with that, we'll say goodbye. Adios. See ya.